What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. So, um, I got a lot to talk about. Got a lot of topics I want to cover in this episode because news this week, well, things that I felt was newsworthy and to talk about, um, was it, it just kept coming throughout the entire week. Just kept coming. And now, uh, recording this episode on a Saturday morning and news about certain topics that I, well, a certain topic, one, at least one of the certain, you know, one of the topics that I want to talk about in this episode, it, it that, that news was like, <laughs> I want to say ever since probably like Thursday. Uh, so ever since Valentine's day, by the way, I hope y'all had a good Valentine's day. I had no bay this year, so I really didn't do shit. I know people are going to say things like, well, you could take the day to celebrate yourself and, you know, love and loving yourself and stuff. And that's beautiful. I tend to do that every day anyways. (laughs) I mean, I did write a poem. That's the first time in a long time that I did write a short little poem on Valentine's Day. Um... You know, for for those, if you're interested in that, just hit me up and I'll link you to that poem and shit. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just, again, not to take away from other single folks and their activities on Valentine's Day. But that was typically my day to, uh, you know, not to say that was the only day of the year if I'm in a relationship uh, to go all out. But that was the one day where... uh, it seemed like every woman I was in a serious relationship with, uh, they wanted that day. They wanted that day specifically, uh, was the day for me to go all, to go all out. Um, and I did that to, I, the best of my ability, I, I should say. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I have indifferent feelings about Valentine's day, but I am for love. Uh, I mean, you know that if you listen to this podcast or if you listen to me enough, you know that I am all all for love of any kind. Um, so, you know, any day you could you, 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 you can you're able to show that love, which is basically every day that you're living. As long as you're living on this earth, you have the opportunity to show love to loved ones. You also have the opportunity to love yourself the way that you want to be loved. Um, and when I say loving yourself, that doesn't necessarily just mean go out and get yourself a manicure or, or buy yourself something and stuff like that. It means res- uh, uh, having a certain pride about yourself, having a certain uh, having dignity, having a backbone, really. All right. Now, I'm going to talk about dignity and all that other stuff when it comes to the Monique and Steve Harvey situation. That's a segment, too. But uh, not to ramble on, this is probably just a ramble slash segment. Uh, I mean, part of this segment is going to be me rambling about shit before I get into an actual segment. Um, Because I wanted to basically revisit uh, the uh, Liam Neeson situation um, and the Terry Crews situation, basically. So... Again, when I made that episode and when I made my thoughts, I didn't have information um, that Liam Neeson, because he actually did these interviews after I recorded that episode. Um, and 
that episode, and by the time I already got the information about these interviews that he's going on, basically saying to people, we should, uh, uh, just telling people they should be more aware of their racist thoughts and this, that, and the third, and th- I, all that other shit. That episode, last week's episode, was already up. Uh, so I was not going to delete the episode. Y'all know me, and if you don't know me, this is how I wrote. What's said has already been said. I have zero problems with going back and listening to older episodes or even an episode of last week and saying, okay, I disagree with these points now or I disagree with what I said months ago or years ago. But if I don't disagree with whatever I said, then I'm not going to change it. That's number one. That's number two. Uh, well, that's number one. Number two. <clears throat> I'm not, it didn't really, the simple fact of the matter is, my big issue, and I've said that in last week's episode, was, wasn't because he got angry, it just did not seem, to me, my big issue was, it did not seem like Liam Neeson understood why thinking, killing a random black man was going to fix the problem of the one black person, the one black man who raped his friend. I also wasn't aware that the events were 40 years ago and people want to use that and say, oh, let's let's excuse Liam Neeson. That was 40 years ago. Yet people still on Kevin Hart about uh, tweets from fucking eight years ago. Uh, or four to five years ago, I believe it was. Uh, but you know, you know how that double standard goes. I ain't even going to talk about it in this episode. And if I'm not in this segment, it might just randomly pop up in a, in one of the other segments, maybe, but not in this segment. I don't want to drag it on too long. All I want to say is, uh, I, when I got more information on what Terry Crews was saying, uh, because he wasn't defending Liam Neeson at all. But my thoughts on Terry Crews is still my thoughts on Terry Crews. That's not going to change. I still think that he has a, and it's not just him. It's a lot of black people I see do this. They're more forgiving to toxic behavior, toxic mindset from white people than they are of their own people. And again, that was the issue that I was, uh, that I really had with Terry Crews. The issue I had with Liam Neeson, again, I'm going to say it one more time, was we, there's a history. Emmett Till is a clear example. Well, it was a clear example of a fucking lie. But there's a history of innocent black men and black women being beaten to death, murdered, lynched, burnt, all that type of stuff because of a a negative stereotype. Because one black man may have done something, yet an an entire communities have been fucked up, entire black communities have been fucked up because of the mindset Liam Neeson shared. That was my big issue. And if people can't look at that and see it, don't see the problem in that. 
because I, I I was listening to somebody talk about how, uh, you know, they didn't believe that uh, they thought that everyone who overreacted to Liam Neeson was just, uh, you know, on some bullshit. And this is a guy who is black too. This is a guy who also is. I feel like he 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 doesn't consider himself of the LGBT community, but it seems as though that he would want to side with the LGBT community more than he wants to side with black folks. And I'm not saying saying he has to side with one community over the other. All I'm saying is just because you have a lot of gay friends and you claim that gay people have been nicer to you than your own people, black people, does not mean that you can't just say fuck all black people. You can't you you, you can't have this mindset of fuck all black people. It's the same shit I was saying about Terry Crews. Just because you got D.L. Hughley and all these other black men who are supposedly your peers or, or, or are your peers, really. And your peers in the limelight. I'm not using peers in the in the uh, form of they're your friends or whatever. Peers in the fact in the fact that these are famous black men in the entertainment business. But because you have all your male uh, your black male peers trashing you, does not mean you, it is all right for you to have this mindset that all black men do not deserve. Uh, forgiveness or they're just they 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 don't deserve any type of uh for yeah just forgiveness or just anything of that because you've never gotten uh and I I've seen white men maybe not famous ones but white men say to Terry Cruz Terry Cruz you're a punk because you didn't beat that guy's ass right but because there was no white men who are famous or in the odd limelight who verbally said, who said that, maybe they have been, um, as, not as much as DL and all the other black men, just because you don't see as much white men doing it, doesn't mean that it's all black men, because DL Hughley does, do not speak for all black men, I can tell you that for a fact, I, there's a, there's some things DL Hughley says, that I agree with, but I was totally against him, and the other black men, that were telling Terry Crews he should have handled it whatever way he should have handled it. I've been on Terry Crews' side on the handling of the situation. I myself would not have handled it the way Terry Crews have would have handled it. I would have handled it handled it the way that DL and all the other guys were saying one should handle it. But I know for a fact that isn't the smartest way. I'm not the smartest individual. I'm a, I, there are times where I'm very reactionary and that's just me being self-aware about who I am. There are times where I'm very reactionary to things and it's not, and I'm not thinking logically about, okay, if I do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, Z can happen to me. It's no, I, I, you made me feel this way at this instance. So now I'm going to hurt you and make you feel this way at this instance. It's something I got to work on. I understand that. But I know myself. I know how reactionary I can be. But I say all that 11 minutes in. I say all that just to say that, again, with the whole Liam Neeson situation, I'm glad that he is. He saw the error of his ways, that he changed the way that he he's, you know, he saw the error of his ways. 
Michelle Rodriguez, you still sound as stupid as fuck saying shit like he can't be racist because he kissed a black woman. Shut up. Um, I'm still telling her to shut up and that I'm not changing my mind on that, nor am I apologizing. And uh, let's get it straight. I'm not apologizing to anything I said uh, last week about Liam Neeson, about Terry Crews. I do not apologize for my opinion. I apologize for insults. So if I insulted somebody like saying, Michelle Rodriguez, you're a stupid bitch. That's an insult. And if I felt like apologizing for saying something like that, which I did not say her thoughts are stupid and she sounds stupid. And every time I see her, she's doing stupid shit. But I didn't call her verbatim a stupid bitch. But if I were to say that, that would be an insult. I am not going to apologize for my opinions, though. If I say, I think what you said is stupid, it's not an insult. It's not an insult on her entire character. That's an insult on what she thought about that situation. If I'm saying to Terry Crews, I think that you are mad at black men. You're you're, you're misguiding your your anger and you're pointed toward more toward black men than it is the white men who are not only uh, statistically uh, more uh, equipped to fuck you over but logically it was a white guy who traumatized who 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 harmed you it was a white man and I'm not saying Terry Crews has to go on this crusade of because it was a one white guy who sexually assaulted him that he has to think that every white guy that tries to touch him, tries to talk to him, tries to interact with him in any way is trying to sexually assault him. But if you really think because D.L. Hughley, some other fucking comedian, some other fucking comedian, and some other fucking comedian, which is what they do for shock value. A lot of black comedians, what they do for shock value, especially the ones who aren't really out here popping like that. What they do for shock value is they'll say things, right? And I'm not saying there's no validity to their thoughts, but... They'll say they're, they they will come out and say these things for the shock value. But just because you got those guys and a bunch of other black men who really don't matter to you, um, saying, well, if I was in that situation, I would have hit him. I would have fucked him up. That anger you have or that perceived anger you have for us, us meaning black men, as if we were the ones who touched you. Nah, fam. All I'm saying is misguided. That ain't uh, that anger is misguided, and you really need to think about. Uh, and, and again, my, my theory about it is still true. I still think that he's on the Steve Harvey tip. Which again, I'll get on Steve Harvey later. But he's on the Steve Harvey tip. I don't want to piss off any more white people. I I already pissed off this one white person in the business. That one white person is connected to a bunch of other white people. I don't want to piss off any more white people. So you know what I'm not going to do? Is talk shit about anybody white in the business. That means uh, Liam Neeson. 
That means any producers, any other directors, nah. And if I have to continue to trash black men to appease these white folks, then I will do so. Because I don't want to piss off any more white people because I want to keep my job because I value money over everything else. We're going to get into that uh, that that mindset uh, later, later on this episode. But that's just my rebuttal on that. On to the first actual topic. I'm not going to do a split screen and some, uh, well, and transition or whatever. We, we just going to talk. First topic at hand. We're going to talk about blackface fashion right? the title of this episode also the first topic so what I mean by that is you know about Gucci situation that sweater um, I believe there was another brand that had like uh, uh, bomber coats a bomber jacket with like blackface Mr. Popo looking blackface and if you don't know who Mr. Popo is from Dragon Ball Z go on your favorite search engine and just type in Mr. Popo uh, and yeah you're going to say, wow, that was some racist shit. I was saying that when I was a kid watching Dragon Ball Z. But of course, I was the weirdo, uh, woke, uh, dramatic kid and shit like that. Everyone thought I was. But now those same people I see online who gave me flack for being, uh, you know, quote unquote, woke or whatever. Uh at that age, they're online being fake woke now. So, yeah, funny how times has changed. Anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah, they, uh, and Katy Perry, she, <laughs> she's got, like, black, she got blackface feet sandals. I call them feet sandals because it just sounds funny. Blackface feet uh, sandals or shoes. Uh, let me get on that point real quick. Katy Perry. Okay. Katy Perry is an artist, obviously a, a music artist, and much like a lot of music artists, especially women um, in the uh, music biz, they tend to branch out into the fashion world as well. Nothing wrong with that, but Katy Perry has been around black folks. I believe there was a short, she had a short little Miley phase. She didn't go all out as Miley did, but she had a short little Miley phase where she was going around, uh, just surrounding herself with black people. I mean, keep so she out. So she had a short little Miley phase. Um, she didn't do the twerking and everything else, but I mean, she 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 had that short. It was a short little phase, and it wasn't as famous as. Molly, because again, Molly was everywhere when she was doing it, and Molly was just, uh, Molly was a car wreck, and you know how, you know what the same people say about car wrecks, right? No matter how ugly it is, uh, people seem to not be able to, uh, people can't stop, and, uh, people just feel the need to stop and stare at it and look at it. It's how Molly was. Katy Perry's short little black face was not like that, but my point is, the fact of the matter is, had she had this little black phase, and I'm using it in quotation marks because no white person can ever be black, you know, but uh, that's why I'm using black phase in, you know, as a term of sarcasm and in quotation marks. But um, whether she had this black phase or not, you should know what black face is. You should know what of, what is offensive and what isn't. Katy Perry... 
she's either racist, and if she is racist, well, let me get give you the two options where, uh, before I get into anything. Katy Perry is, uh, is is she's either racist or she is the type of person that will use racism, blackface, to get a buzz. Which one is it, Katie? It ha- it's it's. I feel like it has to be one of the two. Now let's talk about if Katy Perry is racist. If Katy Perry is racist, what what are y'all gonna do? I'm asking y'all because I'm not a fan of Katy Perry. I don't listen to Katy Perry's music. I've heard plenty of songs that did not interest me at all um you know it was just another art she is just another artist to me that is more so of the look than the actual talent of just being an a music artist a singer right uh that's just what it is i'm not saying Katy perry well, now, I don't really think she's as attractive now as she was when she first came out. But that's just my opinion. Once again, not an insult, just an opinion. Anyways, um, but she was attractive when she first came out. I was like this is, you know, a gorgeous woman. Um, but it wasn't like I gave a fuck about her music. And I don't. Um, but if she is a racist, what y'all going to do about it? Are you going to excuse this as you do many racists in the entertainment business? Because they don't flat out wear a Make America Great Again hat? Are you going to not excuse it? I think those are the only two possibilities. You are either going to excuse it and and say, I don't give a fuck. I still like her music or, you know, she's a popular celebrity. So I'm still going to pay attention to her because paying attention to her and other popular celebrities make me feel like I'm in the in crowd with my peers or whatever. And you're going to put all your supposed morals that you have against racism and stuff to the side because of Katy Perry's popularity or you're just going to flat out say fuck this racist bitch I ain't fucking with her or her music anymore or I or if you never fucked with her music and you saw this shit and initially you thought wow she would she would co-sign some shit like this that's making me look look at her like this woman is a racist or there's something uh, that's not right about that mindset that she has if she can co-sign this. That's 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 the mindset I'm on. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to flat out call her a racist, but I also don't want to f- not assume that she isn't racist either because of this shit. I'm just keeping it real. If you can co-sign this shit, I don't give a fuck if you think the bat if you're just using this as backlash. That'd be like me in every fucking episode. 
of this podcast, no matter the title, no matter the subject matter, I posted the the thumbnail of these episodes would simply just be, that would be like me just posting a picture of either a, 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 a burnt Jewish person or a person of the LGBT community getting beat up or a black person being lynched, a woman being raped, a baby being strangled, doing shit for shock value and say, nah, 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 that ain't even me. Nah, none of that. Nah, nah, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not uh, anti-woman. I'm not homophobic, transphobic. I'm not an abuse, child abuser. I'm not none of that shit. This is all just for shock value, people. How could you think that way? How could you think that the, the traumatic experiences... And yes, blackface is a traumatic experience. I don't give a fuck what anybody else has to say. Blackface was an insult to black people. Is an insult. Not even was. Is an insult. So, and yes, black folks have died because of the mindset behind blackface. Especially where if there were blackface characters in fucking Disney films, but blackface characters <clears throat> being portrayed as these evil characters as they often were, would, and then people, white racist white people, will see a black person and say, "You look like that that evil motherfucker I saw in a Disney cartoon. I'm going to kill you because you're just as evil as that blackface." nigger mouse on that Disney uh, cartoon that I saw you don't play with traumatic uh, experiences of people anything and use that for some fucking buzz and that's my big issue with these with Gucci and all these other brands I don't think that they put out these I don't think uh, People are fucking stupid. Trust me, I know stupid motherfuckers. If anybody knows stupidity, it's me. But anybody knows stupid people, it's also me. But I don't think there's not near one individual in these board meetings that's saying, yep, let's put this out for uh, uh, for a harmless reason. Let's put out the Gucci... Uh, blackface sweater for harmless reasons. Let's put out these Mr. Popo looking bomber jackets for harmless reasons. Let's put out these blackface feet sandals shoes for harmless reasons. Ain't nobody dumb enough to say that. They're saying we're going to get some buzz off of this. We're going to get attention off of this. And I think the same people even though I'm talking about it now, but the same people who are online and I got to turn my notifications off. I got to remember to always turn that shit down low when I'm recording these episodes. Excuse my unprofessional lithium thar, but nah, for real. Um, I think the same people who get on social media and they fall for these tricks 
those are the same people that make a business basically out of complaining and talking about these situations. I'm not saying that these situations should not be talked about at all. Absolutely not. All I'm saying is that these brands know exactly what the fuck they're doing. They're doing it for shock value. And it does not make it right because, again, this is a traumatic traumatic experience for uh, a group of people. I, for myself, can say that as a black person with a big nose, with big lips, with nappy hair, can tell you that I do not look at blackface and say, wow, that is representation of me. No, I'm saying they're making a mockery of my black features. And no, my skin isn't as dark as many blackface figures are. But the nose, the lips, my lips aren't as red. They're not red at all. They're pink. But my lips are this pretty much the almost the same size. My nose, pretty much the same size as these figures. And I'm not looking at that and saying, wow, that's representation. Nah, nigga. (laughs) What made me proud of my... I mean, I've been proud as I got older, but what made me extremely proud of my big lips and big nose was when Beyonce said she want her baby to have those types of features, which means that she uh, uh, finds big nose and big lips attractive, obviously because she's with Jay-Z. But if things fall out, I probably have a chance with B because of my facial features. So... Yeah, all the bitches out there hating on those features. Beyonce likes it. I don't give a fuck what y'all like. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just joking. Um, but on, but seriously, I, blackface is nothing to be toyed with. And I don't care what business you are. I don't care what you could put out because it's always gonna happen. They, you know, H and M did it with the whole monkey thing, and you know, I'll probably revisit that sometime. I don't know. Uh, but these brands will do this shit knowing people will talk about it. But knowing there's an outrage. But my problem is y'all can't claim to not be racist or 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 that you care about black folks. Because if you cared about black folks, you would know, okay. Yes, we want to make money. That's the goal of any business. But we should not make money by exploiting something as ugly as blackface. Yes, we want to make money because that's the goal of business. But we should not do it by exploiting the plight of the LGBT community, exploiting uh, Jewish people, exploiting women, exploiting children and just sex slavery and all that other shit and just the abuse of children and all that other shit uh, we should not exploit traumatic experiences period of any kind just to make people just to get people to look into our brand to look at to go on our sites see if there's other quote racist shit or sexist shit or homophobic shit or just or 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 toxic shit on the site Go on there, be distracted by the other shit that is non-toxic, and then buy into that crap. Because that's what the spew is. It has nothing to do with the fucking, let's, let's, let's uh, get people to buy these sweaters. Now, will they put the sweaters and the materials and the racist shit and the bomber jackets on sale? Yeah. 
Because there are racist, rich racist motherfuckers who can afford that and will buy that. And use that as a status symbol of not only can I afford this sweater, not only can I afford this bomber jacket, not only can I afford these blackface feats, I can afford it and I'm also making fun of you poor black motherfuckers out here. But their main goal is when they do that shit is to drive business to their other uh, items. Via outrage. And it's a corny tactic. And like I said, if the if that's not a goal of the business, if they're not doing it for that, then it's simply because they're racist. But once again, people, especially black people, if that's Katy Perry, if that's Gucci, if that's Prada, if that's uh, Dolce and Gabbana, if that's all these other brands out there that I'm not naming, non-black brands that I'm not naming, right? If they continue to sh- have this insensitivity to you. Or continue to show that they're racist. I want to sneeze so bad. I'm telling you right now. I can feel sneezes coming from miles away. That's that's one of the many blessings of having a big nose. You can feel sneezes coming from two hours prior to they come. I guess. But anyways. Um, so all I'm saying is if I sneeze on y'all, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. I, I, I apologize for insulting people if I feel like I... I I want to apologize. I also apologize for sneezing on people. So, yeah, that's reason number two why why I would apologize. But I do not apologize for opinions. And I think Katy Perry is either a racist or she doesn't care about black people. There's, and I know people are going to say, well, that's ultimately the same thing. Eh, I think someone who is a racist, yes, do they care about black people? Absolutely not. But... Someone could say, I don't hate black people, but I don't necessarily give a fuck about their well-being, their feelings and shit like that. Just like someone, some men out there, not even some, there's a lot of men out there who will say they don't hate women, but they don't care about women. And what I mean by that is they don't give a fuck about equal pay. They don't give a fuck about the safety of women. They don't give a fuck about just women's feelings in general. Okay, now are there men who hate women and they fit in in all three of those uh, things that I said? It applies to them. Absolutely. I think it's a it's a it's a real uh, slippery slope. But again, like I said earlier, I don't want to assume that Katy Perry is a racist, but I also do not want to say that she isn't racist. Because if you could look at this shit, and she tried to be slick with it by making a a tanner one, it, it, there was one that was Mr. Popo black, all right, super just black, and then there was one that was lighter. She tried to be slick with it and be like, no, it's not blackface because there's a tan one too. Well, not all black people, in fact, you will find, especially here in America, that the majority of black people aren't literally black you will find that black people especially here in America resemble the color of brown 
You know, I I remember, you know, when, you know, because both my parents are black, but my father is a darker shade of, he's not, again, he's not the same color as, you know, the actual color of black. Like if you were to take a black crayon, he's not that color. He's like a dark shade of brown. But my mother is light skinned. And I, being the product, or one of the products of their, uh, you know, uh, conception or whatever the fuck that word is, um, I ended up being a brown skin, browner skin, uh, brown skin. Yeah. Listen, you know what the fuck I mean. I, I'm not light, but I'm not dark either. But at the same time, that did not erase my parents from saying, boy, you black. Saying to my brothers, boy, y'all black. That did. There were times where I'm like, but I'm brown. And again, I was a kid. Do not try to crucify me and say, look, he, he's not pro-black. He's, he's trying to say he's brown. Motherfucker, I was what? Four? <laughs> I'm 27 now. I'm black. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anyone else. Someone can say, I've, people have complimented my skin. I appreciate it. I people have said I like the texture of your skin. I like this and that and the third. But I'm always going to be black. Alright? You know, uh... And that's not something I want to escape either. Like Terry Crews. Nah, but that's not something I want to escape either. All I'm saying is... She made a shoe that looked like Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball Z. She also made a shoe that kind of resembled me. But on the lighter tip. So it's still racist. And it's still fucked up. And if I was a woman. Let me make it clear. If I was a woman. A cisgendered woman. I should say. Okay. If I was a cisgendered woman. Woman. I would want. To put hands on Katy Perry. But I am not a woman, so I am a not going to put hands on Katy Perry, nor do I want to. But best believe if I was a black woman, I would want to put hands on Katy Perry. That's just my thoughts on that. Just to wrap up my thoughts on this situation, then I'm going to make me a banana smoothie because I don't have a gallon of water with me. And uh, yeah, I'm going to crush these bananas up, mix it with some soy milk and... That's going to be my beverage for uh, this, this, uh, well, not for the entire day today. I hope not. I hope I drink some water at some time. I just don't like drinking tap, but um, that's going to be what I just sip on through the entirety of this episode, okay? Just to let y'all know on my personal life. But just to wrap up the, the, the segment, like I said, uh... <sighs> Regarding the blackface fashion, not regarding the uh, somewhat rebuttals or just just my updated thoughts about last week's topics. I said what I said about that shit. Um, just to wrap up the blackface fashion, black folks, let's not be so easy to fall for it. But also, let's not buy into these shits. Once again, there are black brands out there. Go to webuyblack.com. That is webuyblack.com. Dot com. Buy as in B-U-I as in purchasing something as in you buy something like buy in Best Buy. Um, 
And it's no trick spelling. It's all spelled the way that it should be. It's supposed to be spelled. We, as in W E, by as like I just told you, B U Y, and uh, black as in B L A C K, and then dot com. We buy black dot com. You're gonna find black clothing brands. Support those brands because you know, you're less likely going to see, and, and again, if, if there were a black brand that were to do some dumb shit, like, hey, we're black, we could put, put blackface on it, I'm going to be like, nah, fam, nah, I'm not subscribing to that, so it has nothing to do with the fact that it's white-ass Katy Perry, and white-ass Gucci, and white-ass all these other brands doing racist shit, it's the simple fact of the matter is, once you do shit like that for clicks, for attention, it obviously says two things to me, one, you're racist, or two, you don't give a fuck about the feelings of black folks, and you're willing to do anything like blackface and racism in order to get a buzz. So why the fuck should I give a fuck about you? If you are racist, I don't give a fuck about you. Unless you change that like Liam Neeson did 40 years uh, later after that, his, his uh, you know, walk in a fucking park for a week, right? But why should I care? Why should I give my hard-earned money to businesses who are racist and businesses who don't care about black folks in general, their feelings? I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is make this banana smoothie. I'm going to hit y'all with this ad. And then I'm going to make this banana smoothie. And then I get on to the next segment. All right? What's up, y'all? Back, man. Let me tell y'all something. I'm always going to do podcasting. Well, I can't say always, but I do love doing this. I should tell you. So let me not say if this podcasting thing doesn't work out, because whatever level I make it at or whatever, I'm, I, you know, this is something that I like doing. But if this life shit, like <laughs> with my writing, or you know, I don't see me lasting at my bullshit job right now, but whatever monetary thing that I'm doing that is getting me more money than I am getting now making these episodes whatever shit's going on right now if that shit don't work out your man might start his own smoothie company because man um and that's no disrespect to everybody out there who got their own smoothie company or anybody else I'm not saying that mine is better than yours but I do make some banging ass smoothies all I'm saying And I love smoothies, so why not get into the business of it? I'm just saying. So, yeah, you might see your man. (laughs) Don't be surprised if you're like, you're that guy from that podcast, right? Yeah, but I also got my own smoothie business. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's not what this segment's about. This segment is about the Grammys and basically this discussion or this question that I see being posed out there. I want to pose it to you all, the listeners. And as I do with every question that I pose to you all, I have an answer for it myself. Uh, Will these award shows ever get it right? And what I mean by that is, will they ever represent black people the way that, uh, or just black musicians, black actors, or just 
will they ever give black artists that's i'm putting when i say artists i mean anyone who is in the uh music acting anything that has to do with arts will these award shows ever represent or give black artists the credit that they deserve and i'm not saying they deserve it because i'm black and they're black but a lot of black artists in general no matter the field contribute a lot of good to said field the same applies to women will they ever get it right when it comes to women of any race but just women in general there's a lot of women artists who contribute a lot of phenomenal work to whatever field of art these women are in and they are often misrepresented and if we want to even go even more further let us talk about black women there's a number of black women in whatever art field it may be acting singing whatever that are misrepresented who contribute a tremendous amount to the art to the field of art wherever that field of art is that these black women are contributing to Will these award shows ever get it right? That's the question that always comes when it comes to basically gender and race. I'm asking y'all that and I'm asking that question. Um, The Grammys just happened, people, for those who don't know. I caught the basically the best (laughs) the best part of the Grammys, which is always the last hour, to be real with y'all. you know, um, if the uh, show, is, I feel like, what is it? Is it a two-hour event? Whatever. The last moments, the ones I typically pay attention for, whether it be, it basically is the best rap album and album of the year. When they do those categories and shit like that, that's when I pay attention. All the other crap, yes, I'm glad when people that I like win. But I don't pay attention to it, and I didn't do so this this uh, this this Grammy go around. I was working, uh, and by the time I got home, it was time for the best album and album of the year categories and all that other crap, right? Um, not crap as in like bad shit, but you know, well, some of it was, but crap as in you know all that other stuff, basically. Um, Will these award shows ever get it right? They try. I see the efforts all the time. But the efforts are noticeably cringy and corny as fuck. So no, they won't get it right. What will get it right though is if... When you have award shows that are primarily like Black Girls Rock. Black Girls Rock is an event. uh, And I believe they give awards out too at that event. But it's primarily for black women and the celebration of black women black women in these in in art and all that other stuff and you know the entertainment business and just other forms of art as well when you have events like that when you have events catered to black people as well i'm talking about real black award shows not the bt awards but real black award shows that are ran by black folks not ran by white folks, but putting black people as the figureheads. No, 
I'm talking about ran by black folks. You have black figureheads and they're celebrating black talents, black artists. So all of it is black. Not just the figureheads and not just the artists or the artists being primarily black, but uh, all of it is black. That's when you get shit right. Expecting the Grammys, the Oscars, the the is the Tonys the same as the Oscars? I don't know, but I I know that the Tonys was an award that was, you know, people was tripping over at some point at their life. Uh, but it's the Billboard Awards, all these other award shows to get the amount of women winners or women nominees, get the amount of black women nominees or winners, to get the amount of uh, black winners and nominees right and all that other shit just just simply giving out awards because they want to seem progressive and that's where the cringe comes from because it's not genuine I'd rather as much as I complain about how Janelle Monet was snubbed at the Grammys and I truly believe that because Again, she won my album of the year. Again, if you are listening to this podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast, go to my followers list or whoever I'm following, and you'll see that the My Two Cents podcast, the other podcast that I do, is one of the podcasts that I am following. Go there, hit that follow, subscribe if you want to know my music takes. But uh, I did my albums of the years for 2018. Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer was album of the year. For 2018 um, I completely love that album I'm not going to give up my whole spew Because I want y'all to go there and listen to that What well, was an album of the year <laughs> It was on the list It was on the list uh, You know Ninth Wonders Was was at, uh, actually album of the year But she was close Before I listened to that Ninth Wonder uh, Project She was up there But she's still on the list and the simple fact of the matter is, I still felt as though she should have won Album of the Year for the Grammys, and she should have won, uh, you know, the Dirty Computer video, well, not Dirty Computer video, but uh, the Pink video. Great song, I believe that was my song of the year, I believe, I'm sure, I truly believe that was my song of the year for 2018. Again, you could check both those, uh, they're on the same episode, but you could check both albums and uh, songs of the year for 2018 out on the My Two Cents podcast. Um, this is a shameless plug for myself, you know, for myself, people. All right. Um, but <clears throat> I'm not going to, as much as I, I, I want wanted her to win, as much as I wanted a lot of the black talent or just just people I thought, thought was talented, whether they were black or not, to win. These award shows do the same shit every year. It's let's cause some type of buzz to get people to talking, and then so they can tune in. They'll claim to boycott, but then they'll tune in to the next year's uh, award show because it's annual, um, and they will watch it just to see if we corrected the mistakes we made from the last the previous year and then so on and so forth because that's how we get ratings now because a lot of the 
crappy music <laughs> that is being put out there isn't enough to get these people to watch our episode. I mean, our award shows. You know, so just to simply put it, if you want correctness from these episodes, I mean, I keep saying episodes, um, you're always going to get some correctness from these episodes, you know what I'm saying, from me, <laughs> but from these award shows, if you want correctness, if you want a true representation of, of you know, black women, of just women in general, or just black people in general, you got to pay attention to the award shows that are catered to that audience. If you want a representation of just LGBT community or just uh, people who are, you know, musicians of the LGBT community, community actors of the LGBT community, because I know there are LGBT awards. It may not be as big as like the Grammys or whatever, but I, I know for a fact there's like a gay Grammys and I don't want to call it that and I'm not insulting it, but there is an actual Grammys that the LGBT like uh, like they do the same pretty much the same categories the Grammys do, but for LGBT artists. That does not mean LGBT artists should not be happy that they got a actual Grammy Grammy, you know, a non-gay Grammy, I guess. But uh, if anybody wants representation, they need to go where they're accepted, not tolerated. Because when you go where you're accepted, you're accepted because there are people... Who are just like you at this gathering or if they're not just like you they accept you because they genuinely love you for who you are the Grammys and all these other places they don't genuinely love women they don't genuinely love black women they don't genuinely love black people it's all about the ratings. If the outcry is you're not giving women as much awards as you should or album of the years or rap album of the years awards, it, how come a woman never won it? And then you're saying, shit, we need ratings. So let's give it to a woman. They're going to do that. That's not genuine. And those people making statements such as how come a, no, uh, a woman has never won best rap album of the year and then Cardi B wins it not to take away anything from Cardi B I didn't really like the album Not again I didn't do a review on it but I've said this on my two cents podcast not every album that you hear me review on that episode is every album that I listen to throughout that year it's a bunch of albums that I purposely do not review because I have nothing good to say and with the albums that I do review with the exception of the Eminem last Eminem project I I would say even though I had a little good to say if I don't have anything good to say along with the bad then I won't review the album and I did have good things to say about Cardi's album I just did not review the shit simple as that and, it, and to be real to you, it wasn't a full listen. I couldn't do it. Sorry. But anyways, that that's the criteria for me. If I have some good and bad to say, or bad to say, um, 
and it's a full listen, then yeah, I'm going to review the album, and then you're going to hear it on the My Two Cents podcast. That's where I do all the music talk. You're not going to hear music-related just talk. You're going to hear, yeah, me talk about musicians and shit like that, but if it's more so unrelated to music. In this Grammy talk situation, yeah, the Grammys celebrate music, but this is more so of a social uh, topic. Because it dealt with it deals with racism and it deals with sex uh, sexism or the possibility of racism and sexism and shit. I again, I don't go to the Grammys. I don't go to any of these other events and look for proper representation of black men or black people in general. I'm holding the avenues who claim. BET, but I'm holding the avenues who claim to be about blackness responsible for that. The Grammys are gonna Grammy, you know what I'm saying? Like, they gonna do what the fuck they gonna do. They gonna uh, answer the pandering prayers of atheists, but they're gonna, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna answer the pandering prayers of atheists who just are online crying about shit, um, because they have nothing going on for their life um yeah and then they're gonna do some shock value shit like give somebody who is totally undeserving of album of the year album of the year just to get people to talk about it just to get uh motherfuckers like me on twitter to joke about it they're gonna do that so none of it really surprises me at the end of the day. Um, once again, black folks, especially women, especially uh, because I'm pretty sure there's award shows that celebrate all women too. And if you feel as if you're a black woman and these award shows that are just catered to women, there's a bunch of award shows out there. People don't get it twisted. Grammys, the Oscars. They're not the only award shows. Simply because they're the most popular doesn't mean that they're the only. There's a bunch of award shows out there. If you think, if you, if you've ever thought to yourself, how come there's not an award show that there's not an award show that celebrates X, Y, and Z? Go search it up. There is actually an award show that celebrates that. It's just not as popular as the Grammys and Oscars. Like I said with the whole LGBT. LGBT thing I was like I wonder if there's a like a Grammys you know a gay Grammys right come to find out there is I wonder if there's uh you know something that celebrates black women black girls rock I wonder if there's award shows for black men you got all this other shit you got the NAACP awards and even though people have their gripes about the NAACP I am one of those individuals, especially with the role Rachel Dolezal uh, co-signed. Um, that's still a an award show that is seemingly all black. Seemingly all black. Meaning that you have black people in the background running it. You have black figureheads catered to a black audience for black people. Minus Rachel Dolezal, <laughs> but it seems that it's all black. So there are award shows for everybody out there. And if there aren't, do what the fuck I just said about the whole smoothie thing. Start your own shit. 
instead of complaining about it. Start your own shit or be one of the background folks. Have figureheads. If you don't want to be in the forefront, be the one running the the show, but you get to choose the figureheads. And just have the figureheads represent what you want to represent. Or have figureheads be what you want the award show to represent. Simple as that. On to the next segment. Alright, next segment. We got this whole Aziz Ansari uh, situation. Well, I'm calling him Aziz is sorry because... I know corny jokes, shut up. But anyways, um, Aziz is sorry for uh, the situation he got caught up in. I believe this was back in 2017, uh, where he went on a date with a woman and uh, he was being a creep. Uh, To say the least, he was actually being creepy from what the woman described he was being creepy, not saying that because he was being creepy, he didn't see the error of his ways. We all have had dating mishaps where we thought we were, weren't were being as harmful. Oh, well, I won't say all of us. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are more tame than others, okay? I'm not saying me. I'm saying some of us. That us may apply to you. It may not. But some of us are more tamed than others and they're better at uh looking at body uh uh understanding body language of somebody that we are pursuing or possibly pursuing okay uh but it this was basically a night gone wrong where the woman uh Aziz was on a date with made it clear to him that he she wasn't really comfortable with doing anything sexual, and he thought that just meant, okay, maybe she's not comfortable at this moment, but if I get a few drinks in her, which I have my problem with the whole people, I'm going to talk about it one day because I have a story time about the shit, that's why I want to talk about it, Um, and no, I'm not saying because it affected me. Someone tried to get me all drunk up and shit like that. And it was weird. I, again, I got a weird story time about it. I'm going to detail it. Uh, <laughs> probably more so with writing. So that's something you're going to have to read. If you don't like to read, I don't know what to tell you, Jack. Sorry. But um, <clears throat> I'll talk about it someday where I think it's just... I think it's 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 weird and corny how people feel the need that they need to get somebody drunk in order to get somebody to have sex with them. I think that says more about you as an individual than it does about just uh, anything, really, that you need somebody not coherent in order, well, not 100% in a uh, collaborative state of thinking in order to get them to agree to have sex with you or any type of sexual encounter with you again that's just me being my that could be just me being my typical judgmental your fucking pig self that can also just be me being a non-drinker 
feeling like I don't need to one expose a woman to alcohol in order for me to have sexual encounters with that woman. And I don't need to be exposed to any alcohol in order for me to get horny and want to fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. Um, again, I'll detail that sometime soon. Um, but on to the, uh, you know, the, the Aziz situation. I don't want to make it, I don't want to make it seem like I'm making light of the situation because I actually am applauding Aziz for doing what he did at this comedy show, um, where he basically took some time out to talk about the allegations of the woman and he did not attack the woman. He, he could have easily said, yo, she's tripping. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I wasn't trying to rape her or force her to have sex. I just thought she was playing hard to get and I had to do get into creep mode to get to her. He basically took responsibility and all the onus and said, this is what I did wrong. And I want this to be a lesson for men, especially men, uh, to say, we cannot move this way when it comes to dating. And there are safer, uh, more comfortable ways at, uh, you know, getting a sexual engagement or trying to uh, uh, engage in uh, a sexual act with a woman that we're on a date with. Um, I'm pretty sure it applies to actual men too, if men dating other men, but we're talking about a heterosexual man, Aziz Ansari, uh, and this was a situation where he was on a date with a woman. So this is why I'm going on the basis of man and woman, but I'm pretty sure this, this, these lessons can apply to women and women and man and man. Simple as that. Um, so I, I applaud I applaud Aziz for doing so. Uh, it takes a real man to to admit to fault, not only admit to fault, but to uh, say, "Hey, I've learned from this," or you know, uh, because of the my my wrongdoings, I want to then educate other men on why you should not do this. Um, and with that being said, I don't think people should continue to, and I didn't see this really at all, really, because it people like Aziz Ansari, and, and, and I'm not saying because they like him that they should not look at him and say, well, with a forgiving eye, but as I was saying, I believe last week or in a, a previous episode, uh, I was saying that one's guilt should not... Uh, your guilty verdict of somebody should not be uh, decided on whether you like the individual or not. Um, I was talking about with the whole Chris Brown fake rapes uh, allegation. A lot of people automatically, a lot of people who did not like Chris Brown automatically said he was guilty. And then they use excuses of, well, Chris Brown, uh, uh, he, he beat Rihanna and he, it seems like he's always getting into fights with, Rappers and RB singers and shit like that. But then I brought up Tory Lanez or Tory Lames is what I call him. I brought him up and said, well, this is a guy who no has not been 
you know, who hasn't beaten a woman as we know of, has not beat up a woman, but he is always, as of lately, since the year started, at least, he was uh, in tiffs with other men in the entertainment business, whether it be other rappers and other singers. Yes, some of those tiffs were staged, but a lot of them were him really talking shit. And was really talking about some, oh, I'm going to beat your ass when I see you. Now, did it ever happen? No. But those same people didn't look at Tory Lanez as the same light as Chris Brown. Once again, I understand. These are two two men who did. uh, One is guilty of actually doing something heinous and the other one hasn't. But if you're going to say because they're always fighting or you're going to say because Chris Brown is always fighting. And I didn't mean to get on the tangent. I said that the last episode or whatever episode I said that. Let's stick to the t- subject I had. Aziz Ansari, I think it was pretty dope of him to come out and say what he said. I want to, in this segment, just say that I agree with Aziz's standpoint. And that um, just to tell the men especially, no matter your sexual preference, but men especially, just watch how you move out here. Um you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be sexually involved with somebody you're dating, or there's nothing wrong with uh, going on a date and uh, hoping, hoping, I won't say expecting, because you, you put ex- these sexual expectations on women and men and, oh, I took you out on a date, this, then, let, let me tell you something. And this isn't me just trying to trying to paint myself as the fucking good guy because we already know how that ain't me. If you don't know that I'm not the perfect motherfucker, the the, the you know I've been called the good guy, but I don't really think so. But let me tell you something: every single date I've ever been on, did I want to have sex with the woman? Well, I won't say every day. Some of those dates were so bad. I won. I paid for the dinner so I could get the fuck out. I paid for her ride home or for her or I took her home so she could just get out of my presence. Those are just sacrifices. So I would. Ne- but I never saw or spoke to that woman ever again. But were there did I go on dates with women and say, yeah, I would love to have sex with sex with this woman or at least get some head from this woman uh, tonight. Yes. Did I try to force it upon her? No. Now, one bit did I ever have I ever tried to force any sexual encounter with a woman upon her? A lot of that time, a lot of uh, it's crazy because. A lot of those women, and again, I, I can't not saying these women speak for all women. But a lot of those women didn't contact me again. We, we didn't go on second dates again because they felt I wasn't too aggressive enough because I didn't make a sexual move. Because the only sexual, I guess, move uh, I made was a kiss on the cheek and a hug. But I'm not trying to be out here on some... He tried to f- rape me shit or he tried to fuck me when I really wasn't trying to fuck type of shit. I don't know. It's different strokes for different women. And I'm always the type of dude that likes to take the high road. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Always would rather be safe than sorry. And in all those times, 
I'm I was safe. Safe from being accused of being a creep. Now, once again, it all depends on the women. But fellas, if you're going to get on a date, go on a date with a woman or a man. You can want sex all you want. Do not put that type of expectation on the person that you're dating. And certainly do not put it on them as an obligation. Nobody is obliged. And I mean absolutely nobody is obliged to have sex with you. It is a choice. Because sex is a choice. Rape isn't. Well, being a rape victim isn't. You know? When rape is rape, they chose to do so. I don't give a fuck what anybody else has to say. I've, heard, I've seen cases where people try to blame alcohol for why they raped somebody. This is part of why I hate alcohol. But I have a big... A big uh, uh, story and just reasons why for that too. That will probably be something I talk about on the podcast and probably write about. But Aziz, Aziz's situation, I think, is something that all men, whether you've been in a situation like that or not, um, should pay attention to, and and we should be more cognizant of how we not only talk to women. Whether we're trying to pursue them sexually or in an intimate relationship, uh, emotional relationship, uh, or just 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 in general, if you don't want nothing but a friendship from this woman, um, we should be more cognizant of how we talk to them, how we react to them, and be more cognizant of body language. Body language is a big part of it. If she does not look like she's into something, if you're rubbing on her shoulder and her face and her body is like, uh, the fuck off me, you get the fuck off her. You don't keep rubbing and you don't start exploring her breast and other body parts to see if she then likes it and think, oh, maybe she just doesn't like shoulder rubs. No, maybe she just doesn't want to be touched by you at this moment or touched by you at all. Because why? She's not obliged to do so. If she does enjoy your touch, wherever it may be, that's her saying, let her say that. Let her determine that. You cannot determine whether a woman is comfortable or not unless she says so. And the same goes for men, for women and other men out there. You cannot determine whether a man is comfortable or not unless he says so. Now, I know a lot of people like to lie about their comfortability, uh, comfortability but again, body language is, you, you, can't, you can't fake body language. You can say you're fine and you're really not and your body will say the otherwise. You can't really fake body language. So, you know, once again, I applaud Aziz for his bravery, for his his statements, for him seeming like he's learned his lesson. Um, 
I think it brings up a good conversation um, that I know a lot of men are still going to ignore. A lot of men who are probably listening to this podcast uh, are going to listen to the segment and be like, he's just pandering to women. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or this man gets no pussy. Think whatever the fuck you want to think. I but when you on the news for rape because you didn't want to listen to me, Aziz, or any other man speaking that knowledge about this shit, you gonna be wishing, oh shit, Ernest was right, Aziz was right, this other guy was right. And don't expect me to shoot you bail. Literally, do not expect me to shoot you bail money because you call my lineup or you hit up my uh you're on an anchor app and you call in and 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 you want you hit leave a message like yo I'm in jail I'm gonna need some bail because I raped a woman and I listened to that segment and I said you was full of shit and then I went out and I didn't listen to anything you said and now I accidentally raped a woman I'm gonna be like nigga ain't no such thing as after accidental rape you raped that woman because you wanted to two you did not listen to anything that I said you said it was bullshit so guess what. I'm going to bullshit my way up out of here. Click. Hang up on your ass. You better hope Aziz Ansari is nice enough to give you some of that money that he got. Because he got the bail money for you. I don't. Well, I probably do because you only got to pay 10%. So I probably got 10% of whatever your bail is. But I'm not going to shoot you that. What I am going to shoot you is... No, I'm not going to play an ad now. I'm going to give y'all another segment, and then I'm going to hit y'all with an ad, because this episode still ain't over yet. So, yeah, on to the next segment. Alright, so we on to the Monique and Steve Harvey situation. Um, now, before I even get into it, I wanted to just break down what is... Well, let me tell you. I'm on talk, Team Monique on this one. I'm 100% behind Monique. I'm 100% behind her on this argument. Now, just like other people were critical of how she went about doing it, my issue with Monique was, and it still seems as though she is offering no real solution to what she's saying she's having a problem with. Her, her, Her fight went from, I have a problem with this issue and then she got, uh, and then she turned it around to, now I have a problem with these people for not having my back on this issue that I had. Instead of trying to offer a solution to said issue in the first place. My thing is, if I got a problem with all my problems, I don't look for people to have my back. I don't look for friends, family members. I and I don't if if they don't have my back. I don't then turn around and say, "Well, you're my problem now." I turn around and say, "Word, that's how you feel." Okay, I'm going to solve this issue on my own then, or I'm just going to reach out to other people who will likely help me with solving this issue. I don't just put the issue on the back burner. Just to pick fights with Oprah, uh, Lee Daniels, Steve Harvey, uh, other black people, I guess prominent black people in the business. Because they 
told me I was tripping or they told me that my problem isn't worth fighting because it's going to piss off all the what masses, right? Not the masses, but masses, the masters, basically. Whenever I say massa, I know a lot of y'all hear that a lot, not in the way that you probably want me to say it, you know? Well, I won't say you probably want me to say it, but the masses, the masters want me to say it. Um, I'm not saying it in a begging tone. I'm saying it in a tone of of me being sarcastic, but me also saying, fuck you. You will not control me. Uh, I am not your slave. Now, with all that being said, like I said, I'm with Team Monique on this situation with Steve Harvey. This conversation they had. People talk, you, you know, the Internet's going to Internet. And they're going to do shit like, oh, it was a, it was an argument. It was this, that, and the third. Just because you have two people with emotion <laughs> that 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 spoke emotionally, uh, because they they both were passionate about their standpoint. Monique is pa- passionate about the fact that her friends or people she thought were her friends um, within the entertainment business did not have her back when she had an issue. Um, and Steve Harvey is passionate about telling Monique that she needs to stop pissing off white people so she can continue getting this money and fuck dignity because dignity doesn't pay the bills. I'm with team Monique for the obvious reasons. And if it's not obvious to to you, well, let me tell you what those obvious reasons are. Those obvious reasons being. Monique valued herself, her dignity, before money, before settling to the white folks and saying, okay, y'all can use me any way you want to use me as long as you pay me. She didn't settle for that shit. She didn't apologize either for being her. Which is what these white folks want people to do. Black people to do. Be grateful for the opportunities that we gave to you. All that bullshit, you know? It's, it's wild, but... You got brothers like Steve Harvey who've made it clear for years, which is why when he took this stance, I was not surprised by it. And I wasn't surprised by the amount of people that cheered for him while on this talk show. Because the black people who cheered think the same way as Steve. Shit, they're the ones that blindly follow Steve. And Steve will tell them, Steve is like the black preacher that uh, does nothing for the black community, but tells them white Jesus will save them. I gave Steve his props last time I mentioned Steve Harvey on this podcast, because I do think that he still is a great comedian. I think he's funny. And when I saw those clips of him at the NFL Awards, I thought it was... uh, Good to see him in comedy form. That does not mean that 
I am still a fan of that. I am looking at Steve Harvey right now as some type of go-to guy for life advice or anything else. Granted, I've seen he said things that I've agreed with. But this Monique situation, I totally disagree with. And this has nothing to do with me being ill-informed and, oh, you misinterpret shit. That's what a lot of people misinterpret nowadays. People misinterpret the meaning of this misinterpret. When people don't understand something or let me tell you how people misinterpret the meaning of uh, the word misinterpret now. This is what they mean by when they say, no, you misinterpret uh, what I said. They mean, oh, you found a uh, you found an argument that goes against what I argued at first. And I agree <laughs> with your argument, but I don't want to admit that you're right. So now I'm going to say, no, you misinterpret what I said. That's not what misinterpret means. Misinterpret means if... I were to say something like, I don't know, uh, you know, I hate, it's sunny right now outside, I, I, you, I, this is absolutely false, so Mother Nature don't listen to me and make my days gloomy as fuck, but if I were to say, man, these sunny days are killing me, right? Now, me adding no context to it. And just leaving it at that, people can interpret it and say, well, he doesn't like sunny days. That's my fault. It's not their fault that they took it that way. Why? Because if I didn't mean it that way, I should have added more context to the content. I should have said, well, it's not sunny days that kill me. It's these bright sunny days outside that because my eyes are so sensitive to light that I have to wear sunglasses out that, you know, they kill my eyes. They hurt my eyes, but that doesn't mean that does not mean I hate sunny days. And in fact, I don't hate sunny days. The sunlight doesn't really kill my eyes like that. My vision isn't the best, but it's not because of the sunlight. Um, I just tell people that so I could get away with wearing sunglasses in the wintertime. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually really love sunny days. So, Mother Nature, if you're listening, keep them sunny days coming for the rest of my life. Um, but that's not what Steve was saying. He didn't say, oh, people misinterpret what I said. But I can see people who follow Steve's every word, especially the black folks, are going to say, oh, you misinterpret what he said. Nope. Nope. This is what Steve said. Steve basically told Monique that, girl, I love you, but you know what? I love Massa. I love all the money Massa gives me. And if I sides with you, Massa ain't going to give me money no more. That's exactly what he told Monique. And he says, and he basically told Monique, just apologize to Massa, kiss his legs, kiss his boots, Shine, tap dance for Massa, bend over for him, and he gives you and the things you want. He gives you all the monies you want. Just do's it for Massa's. 
That's his, that's that's exactly what Steve Harvey was telling Monique. And Monique sat there and she listened and then she said what she had her rebuttals. And I've never been more mo- proud of Monique. I know my my opinion of Monique ain't shit cuz she don't know me and she ain't got to live for me. I know that. But I've never been more prouder of Monique than at that moment right there. It seemed as though she matured from, and I'm not saying this in a way like she's growing older and she, we get older every year. But I'm saying like she's matured from how she first went about her 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 business of of trying to get the message she's trying to spread out there to actually doing a more productive. Not going to say it's really fully productive because still, I feel like she has yet to offer a solution. And I think she can very well still uh, do what she want to do on her own. She's, there still is a solution for uh, her problem. This is that's kind of my, my, my issue with Monique, as I said. I said, you cannot offer, you cannot claim there's a problem and then ignore that problem to focus on another problem. And this other problem is my peers, my people, the people I thought I can trust in don't have my back. I get it. That is, that is an eye opener. I've been through situations like that. But I didn't muster on it because that issue alone did not solve the original issue I had. And what I did was solve that issue on my own or I reached out to other people who were able to help, who were willing to help me solve that issue, help solve that issue. That's all Monique has to do. Don't give a fuck about what Lee Daniels, what Oprah, what Steve Harvey, what any of these black folks who who feel as though that they still need to kiss up to Massa. Because let me tell you something. I don't know how much Steve makes per year, but supposedly the numbers are anywhere between 70 million to 120 million. 70 to 120 million dollars per year this man makes. This man still feels the need to if 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 one of his handlers said I ain't fucking with you no more, I ain't giving you this money no more, you're fired or whatever. For some reason, he still feels like this is going to hurt him, and that's my problem with a lot of black folks. Though we really don't know how powerful we are, we really don't know what fuck you money is or just having the fuck you mentality is when it comes to white folks. Now we're, we're quick to say fuck you to other black folks, but you give me 70 million a year. You just give me 70 million this year. I'm going to take some of that and I'm going to make the best investments ever. 
I'm going to make sure I'm straight and my family's straight. But guess what I'm not going to do? Well, you ain't got to guess because I'm going to tell you. What I'm not going to do is start kissing up. I don't give a fuck if it was an old white man who gave it to me. George Soros or some racist motherfucker. To just say, hey, I, I listen to your podcast. I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing on a writing tip. I like what you're doing in general. How about take the $70 million grant from me and do what you do? <coughs> that sneeze came. I told y'all. Didn't I tell y'all about two hours ago that shit was coming? It's the wonders of having a big nose. Also, <laughs> God bless me. And also, I'm sorry for sneezing in your ear like that or your, your face or... <sighs> Wherever I sneezed in your presence, I I sincerely apologize. That was rude of me. That was unprofessional of me. That's not seventy million dollars worthy of. That's not that's not content that is worthy of seventy million dollars. A sneeze, okay? But I do appreciate every listen. <laughs> it's not the end of the episode. Relax, but you know I apologize for sneezing in your ears, but. I don't feel another sneeze coming on, so I uh, I, I should be good until springtime. Then you, y'all going to hear all these sneezes from allergies. But um, <clears throat> anyways, I'm on Team Monique, man. I, like I said, I, I've never been more proud of Monique. Uh, never been more proud of her when watching her because she, she killed Steve Harvey's argument. She killed Steve Harvey without... Uh, and I'm not saying if she was loud, if she was uh, rambunctious or whatever that word is, if she was, you know, you know, uh, 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 cursing him out and all that other shit. If she did do all that really boisterous, I- I'm going to still pay attention to what she's saying in- instead of how she said it. But she did it in a calm. She got her point across in a calm state to where it didn't make her look goofy but it also got her point across it didn't distract from her point but like I said if she was the opposite of if her demeanor was the opposite of that what she said alone is 100% me and I cannot be somebody who champions Dignity, individualism, and self-pride. I can't be that individual, but then bash Monique for doing the same thing. No. And I know people are going to bring up what you said things about Monique in the past. And like I said at the beginning of this segment, it wasn't what she was saying. My critique was how she was going about it. It didn't seem like she really wanted a solution. It seemed as though she wanted to tack on more problems on top of a problem that was very, uh, that I felt was, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, very problematic. (laughs) You know, a problem that is worth uh, discussing. I felt that she just was more problem oriented and not solution oriented because whenever somebody brought up solutions like Monique you can do this by yourself because she could 
you could whatever your issue is, this issue you're saying of the misrepresentation of this, oh, I'm not getting a fair share of this, that, and the third, you can do this by yourself. She then had an excuse for Ash why she couldn't do it by herself. And yes, as of right now, I still have yet to hear or see her do anything on her own. Because again, once every time I hear from her now, it's because she's telling off a former friend or somebody that she trusted in the business. And she's telling them what you did kind of disappointed me or kind of hurt me because I thought I could, you would have my back on this because in private, you was telling me you had my back, but then in public on your radio show, on your podcast, on your whatever, you was clowning me. But in private, you're telling me you're having my back. You know, again, that is a, that is a problem. Um, I'm not saying Monique is, is miss, is, you know, focusing on the wrong things, but to me, and maybe because I'm naturally an introvert and friends, just companionship in general is not really something that I yearn for. That doesn't mean I don't want friends or companions or just a companion, but I don't yearn for it. What I yearn for is inner and outer peace. That's first more than anything. And I cannot be peace. I cannot be peace on the inside if my life isn't peaceful on the outside. <clears throat> and I don't mean that if I'm living in a neighborhood that I don't feel I'm not talking about, you know, the outside other people's actions and shit. Wherever I live, Violence can and will happen. That's just what it is. You know? Um, I live in a gated community. Somebody just got their head popped off last summer. This is a gated community. So, violence can and will happen everywhere, anywhere, people. It didn't surprise me. I'm not trying to make light of any situation, but, you know, shit happens. Anyways, my thing is this. And it's exactly what Monique was saying. And then and then I'll hit y'all with an ad before I get into the next segment. Um, I'm on Team Monique because I'm all for people doing things, not just for the mon- money, but <clears throat> having a standpoint of this is, I'm a human being. I die with my dignity. I can't bring the money with me. And that's one thing I wish Steve Harvey, a man who's getting older and over older, who has grown children. I'm pretty sure that he has a, you know, uh, 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 a plan for what he wants done with his money after he, you know, after when his time is up on his earth. But he needs to understand. This is something he should understand. Is that you cannot take the money with you. Hence why he most likely has a plan for, you know, where the money, what's going to happen to the money after he dies, you know, passes. Right. But with that, even even with 
with that basic understanding, you should also understand that Monique is right. Monique's and everybody else's dignity is what matters the most. Not being looked at as a slave, not being treated as a slave. Not having the mindset of a slave. But being your own boss. Being your own, uh, 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 you know, ruler of your life. Controller of your life. Which is something I want Monique to learn too. Because again, I think a big part of why I have an issue with her not having a, a... really offering any type of solution is because I feel as though she is crying about not uh, being hired for work instead of creating her own work, creating her own lane um, because she can do so and being her own boss. You know, I understand, you know, well, if you if you don't have as much money as Monique or Steve Harvey, then I understand that uh, you you if you want to live, you know, uh, a certain way, you're going to need a job. And that may imply that you have to apply to certain um, jobs. Understand that. But I feel like the ultimate goal for everybody should be to always work for yourself someday. Or to make it so that if you are going to work at a job, uh, there are other ways you make money that doesn't necessarily uh, force you to work for somebody else. So if you're working at one job and you have another way of making money, uh, if, you know, the dickheads that run the business that uh, you, you're working for, all of a sudden want to fuck with you or they all of a sudden want to try some fuck shit and you decide I'm not dealing with the fuck shit no more, I'm out this motherfucker, that you're good because you have another stream of income and that stream of income no, it may not be as lucrative as the job that was paying you, but it's at least something that you own, something that you control. If not for the most part, if not for, if not 100%, at least for the most part, at least 80 to 90% of it is in your control. I think all people should strive for something like that. Whether it be podcasting and you get some type of monetary gain from it. Whether it be creating whatever. And and yes, you may have to spend money on equipment and all this other stuff. But you got, you know, you're, 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 you're looking to get, to monetize uh, your art, whatever you're doing. That's something in your control. That's just, that's just, you know, a little bit. I'm no financial guru, God or whatever. Again, every advice, every bit of advice I give y'all, whatever the advice is, 
It's only based off of experience. I can't give y'all advice based off of uh, knowledge of anything that I haven't experienced because I'm not going to be that motherfucker that give you advice based off of shit I've never experienced in my life, you know? Uh, it's only based off of experience and, and uh, what I feel is right. It may not be the right move for you. You may not feel like it is the right move for you. But this is my podcast, so I can detail what I want to talk about and my thoughts. With that being said, though, I'm going to hit y'all with another ad, and then we're going to continue on with the Let's Talk About It podcast. All right, we are back. Back, back, talking about cap, cap, cap. Alright, if y'all got a problem with my corny ass jokes and rhymes and shit, y'all can suck it. Alright, anyways. Um, Kaepernick basically won a settlement with the uh, NFL. And I'm going to do just de- detail y'all what I think it means. What I think it means is Kaepernick and Eric Reed, who both were soon in the NFL, um... Because of this, uh, of the collusion of, of not being hired uh, by any team, I think they were close to stumbling on something. And I think the NFL and the NFL lawyers knew that Eric Reed and Kaepernick were uh, close to exposing the NFL. And, they, and then they settled. They said, yeah, you know what? Do not... Don't at this this information you got. Do not expose the truth. We'll give you X amount of money. Do not expose the truth. And they took the money, and they ran with it. Do I personally feel like this is a win for Kaepernick or Black people in general? To be honest with you, no. Uh, well, it's not a win for Kaepernick. It's not a win for the cause. Right, it's not a win for the cause. Um, but who knows what Cap is going to do with that money? Who knows what Eric Reed is going to do with that money? If they use that money and cipher it into black development, black businesses, and just uh, continuously into the black community, then obviously that is something that benefited. Uh, not only Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed, but the black community. And I'm all for that. But as far as it benefiting what they were trying to uh, expose the NFL of doing, all it did was save the NFL. And the NFL is willing to take that. I think it, it was like 30. I may be getting the numbers wrong, but it was. 397 million or 37 I don't know it was in the millions for them to take that loss though they're willing to they're a billion dollar business they're willing to do that if it means the truth isn't exposed because they don't want the truth exposed the truth being that if you are a black athlete in the NFL and you take uh a stance on a issue that they do not want you to take a stance on because they want to keep their uh, MAGA loving fans happy. Uh, 
we are going to collude to get you the fuck up out of here so you never play in a league again and then we're just gonna say some stupid shit like it was for football reasons nobody wants you on this team because you suck when it really is because nobody don't want you on this team because we don't want you bringing that black noise on the team and I don't want you being the runaway slave to convince the other slaves and educate them and let them know that they're slaves because then we're not going to be able to control the motherfuckers so that's pretty much it's pretty much it that's pretty much what went down it was the NFL settling only because they didn't want the truth to be out there People can feel however they want to feel about a cat taking the thing. I have not seen, surprisingly, I have not seen a stance yet from either side that I disagreed with. Usually, especially on Twitter, but usually when, um, and just social media in general, but usually whenever something as big as this happens, I see, or just anything really, but something as big as this happens, I see people arguing some of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life, but I, then I have people arguing things that I would argue. In this case, this is one of the rare cases where I see people of opposing sides saying things that I would say. I agree with people who take this as a loss. I also agree with people who say this is a win. I know I said that this technically isn't a win for anything because I feel as though the bigger picture was to expose the obvious races, uh, racism and the obvious, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word double standard um, because I don't think it's very fitting for this situation, but the standard in general that the NFL is setting on their athletes, especially the black ones. Um, I think the, they had the chance to do so. Uh, they mean in Eric Reed and, and Colin Kaepernick have the chance to do so. And instead, they opted out to get the quick bucks that the NFL was willing to offer them. Now, here's where I say this will be the biggest L for Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. It's if the NFL pays them and they're still not allowed to play in the NFL. That would be a big ass L for the both of them. Because y'all did this to raise awareness, yeah. No, well, y'all did this to y'all 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 took a stance by kneeling to raise awareness about police brutality and all that other stuff, kneeling during the national anthem. But you sued the NFL because of the collusion thing, and the collusion being that. Uh, you know, Roger Goodell, or what I like to call him, Roger can go to hell Goodell, um, or Roger go to hell Goodell, 
Um, again, another corny joke that you may not like, but suck it. But anyways, um, that Roger Goodell and all the other owners of the NFL all came together and said, let's not get these niggers on this team because they're just going to, uh, educate the other niggers and it's going to be a Haitian revolution up in this bitch. And we don't want that happening for those who didn't get their Haitian revolution, uh, reference i highly suggest you press pause don't even continue listening to this episode as much as i appreciate that you most likely will or you probably will i want you to press pause and then i want you to go on whatever search engine you use and i want you to search up the haitian revolution because if you don't know what the fuck that is then you just don't know black history period I'm not just saying that because we're in February. I'm saying that I would have told you this in August in earnest history month because that's the month I was born. You know, I would have told you this in uh, September, December, July, any other month. All right. But that's important. That is a key important of black history, the Haitian Revolution. So if you don't know anything about it, press pause right now. Look it up. I'm not telling you you have to do some extensive research on it. But do enough research to the point where you feel like you're at least uh, uh, well-versed in the Haitian Revolution and why it is key in black history. Okay? Now press play and continue listening to what I have to say. Alright? Bars. Anyways. um, That was basically it. So if these two gentlemen, Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick, still are being blackballed by the NFL, yeah, that would be an L for the both of them. Because then it's like, then what the fuck would you for guys fighting? Uh, uh, well, not what you were you fighting for, but y'all really took the bait because the money was the bait. The NFL got the money. They don't have a problem just giving you hush money. You know, these entities, they they purposely have <laughs> uh, uh, hush money funds. They don't call it that. They don't make that uh, uh, be known. Because if they were to let it be known, yeah, we have a hush money fund. And guess what it's called? The hush money fund. Then... That would imply that that business has some shady uh, tactics going on, some shady business going on, and they purposely have a separate fund called the Hush Money Fund, and they let it be known because they're now letting people know, yeah, we're a shady business, and this is how we solve our shadiness. We just give people money to never, ever talk about it ever again, or if they find out some biz- uh some shady business about our, uh, 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 they find out about our shady business tactics. We'll just give them some money and tell them to shut up and not to expose whatever they find. And then we continue on our shady business forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That would be a big slap in the face to. I feel as though those who rallied behind Kaepernick and Eric Reed and anybody in the league who is being blackballed by the NFL 
Again, if the NFL isn't hiring, isn't going to hire these two gentlemen. That's the only type of NFL news I want to hear from the upcoming season or just in the future in general. Again, I did not watch the Super Bowl. I am not interested in the NFL at all. Still, I don't give a fuck. Uh, You know, who's to say that if I will ever pay attention to them because of the whole Kaepernick situation, if Kaepernick and Eric Reed do get a job and they do get signed to a team, uh, will I pay attention to the NFL? Still probably not, but I wouldn't have the same mindset as I do about them now, but they're still a shady business and whether you're shading, being shady toward black people or not, I don't like shady businesses. I don't care if you are a black business and you're doing shady business to non-black people. Uh, I still would not be for the shadiness, you know, and also because my big nose senses are tingling, I might sneeze again. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, y'all let me know what y'all think about that whole situation though. All the situations I've talked about so far, I still feel like I got at least two more, uh, topics. I think, I think I got two more topics, but, um, yeah. If you hear an ad, you hear an ad. If you don't, you don't. On to the next segment Segment either way. All right, man. Oh, man. Second to last subject uh, that I'm going to do for this podcast. I know it's going on long enough, I guess. You know, appreciate you if you're still listening. Jussie Smollett updates, and boy, do I have a lot to say. Um, I don't want to completely recap what I said a couple weeks ago, because, you know, and, and what I said about that, um, there are no rebuttals. There are no, um, maybe I was speaking on information that, granted, yes, I was speaking on information at the time. That wasn't really, uh, I didn't get all the facts because none of us got all the facts. We all spoke too early. (laughs) So if you're going to get on me about it, get on, get on other people you saw speak about it. But most importantly, get on yourself because we all spoke way too early about this situation. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because a lot of us spoke too early on the situation and we called the situation correctly or at least most of what we said was correct a lot of us did that a lot of us spoke too early and got information completely wrong or most of our assessment was wrong. Whether you are an individual, and hopefully you won't hear my neighbors blasting the music. I know, so unprofessional, right? All the noises, all the noises, noises. It's so unprofessional. Listen, man. 
sometimes and until I get better in a better situation, which I am hoping, you know, living wise and just otherwise in general. But, you know, if plans go through and I end up buying this place that I've somewhat eyeing or a place or just, you know, getting into some real estate businesses I'm playing and I don't want to jinx anything. And I also don't want to speak. I'm not the person who likes to speak too early on things that aren't really, you know, in in fruition yet or just just there, right? Uh, But if the plans go by the way that I want them to go by, let me skid away from this door so you won't hear that trash-ass music they playing. Um, Hopefully, I won't live near neighbors. So, (laughs) with that being said... uh, you won't hear you're you're gonna hear nature sounds maybe, but you also will not hear trash ass neighbor music. So, but I am gonna have music playing in the background of this so I could block out trash ass neighbor music. Anyways, back to the whole situation. Whether you lie on the individuals who spoke too early but got the situation seemingly correct. Or you spoke, or you was an individual who spoke too early, but the information you got is wrong, completely wrong, or mostly wrong. Um, the fact of the matter is, we all spoke too early. I said what I said, and I'm not taking it back anything, and I mean absolutely anything uh, that I said uh, when I talked about Jesse Smollett for the first time um, a couple weeks ago. Why? Am I not taking it back? Because in that, and you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, it's very easy to identify because you there's a picture of Jussie Smollett on the uh, as the cover of that episode. So can't miss it unless you don't know who Jussie Smollett is and you don't know who what he looks like. Then just do a Google search, right? Damn it, I should have said favorite. Uh, search engine shirts, but I said Google search or whatever. Anyways, um, cut me a check, Google, but on to the actual topic at hand. I'm not taking back a god dang on thing I said because, uh, one, it's looking like my assessment was right. Looking like it. Now, let me tell you about the information that just about this weirded out situation. The two people that was in question were not white men. They weren't MAGA hat wearing racist, homophobic white men. They were two black Nigerian men brothers. They also did not carry on from what it looks like. An attack that was brought on via a hate crime. These men also know who Jesse Smollett is. These weren't two strangers who just saw a gay black man and decided to attack a gay black man because they are homophobic and racist. These are two men who are 
known associates of Jussie Smollett because of the show he's on, Empire. Also, these guys were on the show. Yeah. Um, What's also being said was there was bleach found in their crib, but there was also, they, they said it was also red hats being found in those guys' houses too. But, any nigga that wears a fitted probably has a red fitted hat. Now, my fitted phase stopped years ago because I'm not ashamed of my hair, <laughs> you know, but hey, I don't rock fitteds, so I don't have a red hat. But let me tell you something. If people, if dudes collect hats and they like to accessorize their their hats with their outfits, I'm pretty sure they have a red one to accessorize with outfits that has red in them, or at least some variant that they accessorize uh, their red hats with. So you can't assume every red hat, and, and, and it's obvious that not every red hat is a symbol of the Make America Great Again hats, or it, not every red hat is a Make America Great hat. Make America Great Again hat. So that was just odd. That that wording from the police was odd. What was also odd was there were reports saying that uh, supposedly some uh, Chicago PD put out a report saying that the, 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 the attack was a hoax. Then they immediately came out and said, nah, we ain't never said that. We ain't never said it was a hoax. What, and what Chicago PD is basically saying is it's not what it seems. It's not the homophobic racist attack that was be that was put out there at the beginning. And to put the cherry on top. The two men who were the uh, people of, of, of interest, the brothers, the Nigerian brothers who know Jess, Jesse Williams or Smollett. Um, they were released today with no charges no charge of aggravated assault no charge of assault and battery no charge of a hate crime no charge of assault all those all of all four charges and I'm probably missing more but those are the four charges that come to mind when I think of People getting getting arrested for simply beating the fuck out of somebody. Aggravated assault. Assault. Um, you know, uh, uh, assault and battery. That's basically when you uh, beat somebody with a weapons, which what these two gentlemen supposedly did when they were white <laughs> MAGA hat wearing dudes. They beat them with sticks. So that would have been assault and battery. And also hate crime because of the homophobic and racist remarks they made when these two Nigerian black dudes were white guys wearing MAGA hats. If it was true, those two men should have been charged with assault and battery, hate crime, aggravated assault. 
But no charges to these two men were brought on. I don't know why they were released. I don't know if the police saw that, hey, maybe, or, or, or maybe, hmm, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the police probably released these two dudes because they, they saw what Jussie did. They, these two dudes may have very much have jumped Jussie Williams. But instead of Jussie telling the truth and saying, I got beat up because X, Y, and Z, he made up an entire lie behind it and made the police search for this damn lie. And, and, and then the two gentlemen, the two dudes probably told them the truth. You know what's odd is again a lot of police a lot of people want to say I'll never you you can't trust the police or you know I don't believe the corrupt police department in Chicago uh your your police department is is it, well not just in Chicago but uh but your police department is is corrupt too but let me tell you something some police officers just want the truth they don't want to deal with all the the fucking bullshit I've done situations where I shouldn't have been doing shit. And I just told them, yeah, man, this is what happened. And you know what they did? They said, man, you was a stupid motherfucker for that. But guess what? You was being real with us. I don't want to deal with the paperwork. I also don't want to deal with being the officer in charge of taking care of you because you're in my custody. Get the fuck out of my office. Just get out of my face. Just go. Just go. And do not do no stupid shit like that again. I feel like that was the case with these guys. Why they were let out. I could be wrong. Just like I could have been wrong with the, uh, my original assessment. Hmm? Hmm? Got my face closer to the microphone and shit. What? (laughs) But I could have been wrong. But it looks like I'm one of the people that was more so correct about it being fake. Now what I also did say. Which again, I won't give away too much because you can go back and listen to that episode. What I also did say was it's clear that Jussie Smollett did get attacked. I don't, I wasn't, I I wasn't doubting the attack, the validity of the attack. I was just doubting the story. These two guys, these two brothers who were seemingly tight with Jussie. Attacked Jussie Williams. I believe they did attack him. Why? Well, I can tell you for... Well, I can't tell you for a fact. But I'm willing to bet it wasn't because he was gay and black. I can tell you that. I can tell you that they didn't attack him over a hate crime because of Jussie's sexuality and race they may possibly hate Jussie Williams the individual but let me tell you that hate probably has nothing to do with Jussie's sexuality and his race and everything to do with something Jussie may have 
said or did to these brothers to make them react the way that they did. Once again, going back to what I was saying, Jussie's image, he, he, he didn't want that image to be put out there. That I was attacked because I did some fuck shit, some fucked up shit to people. So I got to make up this big ass story. Him and his 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 agent or manager didn't really think this through because how are you going to blame two maga hat wearing white dudes and then say and then tell the police? Shit, go look at the uh audio uh the the footage. The footage didn't show any faces or anything, but when they looked closer, it was two black men. <laughs> it was two Nigerian dudes. It was two black men. Like, did you not think this through? Jesse, do you not know when a camera is being pointed at somebody? Let's just say a camera was on me right now, right? I have a camera in my face recording what I'm saying. That would be like me saying, man, that was a white guy, man. That the, the, the person behind the Let's Talk About It podcast is a sexist, homophobic ugly white guy fat white guy and his views suck you know he thinks he knows everything and then there's video (laughs) footage of someone that is the complete opposite of a sexist a racist a homophobic ugly white guy but this beautiful handsome intelligent brown skin brother you know you you you, you like what what how how would how would that work out people if you're going to accuse somebody of something and then tell people who are investigating that something check the cameras you you gotta understand that the cameras either are going to prove you're you're right or prove that you're wrong it's like the time where I was stopped by the police cause they accused me or they said that uh one of the assam- I fit the uh, description of somebody who just recently jumped somebody, right? Uh, they said it was five dudes or whatever, and I fit the description of one of the dudes. Something I was wearing fit the description of one of the dudes. I kept telling the police, I'm not going in for any questionings or nothing like that. There's we're on a fucking street corner. There's street lights on this end. There's street lights on this shit end. Shit, I'm standing right in front of a, a light pole. I know there's cameras everywhere. Check the cameras. That's going to prove my innocence. I know y'all got some special high tech shit in those police troopers right now to where those they got laptops in their in their facial recognition shit. 
in their laptops and their cameras and all that stuff. Don't play with me. Go go into your little technology mode. Check check the cameras and you're going to see that my face, me in general, is not one of the assailants that supposedly jumped this person. Cameras will prove someone's innocence or they're, 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 they'll expose a, a lie. Cameras aren't the only things I could do that, but that's one of the easiest forms. Justice Smollett, being the idiot that he is, told motherfuckers to check the cameras knowing damn well or should have known damn well the cameras weren't going to show two racist white men walking away what's like I said in the last situation man this situation is giving me a headache too man but I gotta keep on talking What's most upsetting about this situation, once again, is you have a gay person willing to fucking lie about real life situations that happen to gay people. For fucking what? For what? Jesse, why are you lying? Why are you feeling the need to that your reputation as an actor is more important than telling the truth of what happened that night you got into a scuffle with two brothers so the fuck what who cares you got your ass beat by two brothers You did something you wasn't supposed to do and they beat your ass for it. That should have been a life lesson. You probably had to be in public and all that other shit, but guess what? If if you're not ashamed of doing said crime, and I don't mean crime as in like something illegal, but that could be it too. But if you're not afraid, if you're not ashamed at the moment of doing said crime or wrongdoing, I should say, to somebody, you should not be ashamed to detail it. That's been part of why I don't go around just fucking with people or just go around fucking up shit in general. Because if I'm not going to be comfortable saying, yeah, I did it, I'm not going to do it at all. Other than the simple fact of the matter is it's wrong. I'm not going to do it. Now, have I done things in the past prior to me even being uh, more mature and smarter that I was ashamed of doing? Yeah, but I can admit to those things now. Back then, I couldn't have. That's the difference. So I think with this situation... It's looking real fishy. Why would the police, once again, and don't try to hit me with the the police is is just a homophobic and racist 
uh, organization. Don't try to hit me with all the conspiracy theories you want to hit a nigga with. Save it. You, you're reaching. You're just reaching because you don't want to admit that Jesse Williams, or Jesse, I keep calling him Jesse Williams or something. Jesse Smollett is wrong. Or could very much be wrong. Because the police still say he it they're 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 not they're not uh I think they're most pissed off that he lied about the assailants, but they're still calling him a victim. And it sounds like Jesse got the rare occurrence of having good police people on this case. Because it sounds like so far from the first, from me hearing about the police involvement uh, for the first time to the information I got today, prior to even pressing play on the first segment. The information I got just screams good policing. Y'all can feel however you want about Chicago PD. I got my feelings about all PD, all police departments, the ones here in Massachusetts, the ones in New York, the ones in Chicago, the ones in LA, the ones in Michigan, Florida, but good policing is good policing. And it seems like the ones in Chicago's handling this situation, they're doing some good policing. Because they could have easily said, Jesse, you lied to us once. Who, who, fuck this case, we're dismissing it. No, the case is still ongoing. What they're doing is they released the two Nigerian dudes because they're saying, well, it's not because of a hate crime. And they're probably released them because they're still trying to find out what the fuck went down. Or it could be like what I said. The two dudes flat out said we attacked Jussie because X, Y, and Z. They were honest. And police people like honesty. Crazy, right? They some lying motherfuckers, but they like honesty. Not all, not all, shut the fuck up. I'm not saying all the liars, but you get what I'm saying, right? For an organization that has a history of lying and deceit, they do like honest people. Like I said, at least twice in my life when I've had interactions with the police and I did something I shouldn't have been doing I was honest about it. And they said in both times, they said, at least you kept it real with me. You didn't lie. Get the fuck out of my face. We're not charging you with shit. But if you get caught again, that's your fucking ass. Now, after the second time, I ain't never done nothing else. Never done nothing else. I didn't want to try. I didn't want to test it the third time. Second time I was, I didn't learn from the first time. But, you know, I know now. So, 
like I said, these two brothers may have uh, uh, experienced the same thing. They were honest. They said, this is what happened. I did this because X, Y, Z, and a police officer said, get the fuck out of my face. Go. Get out of here. But if you do something else, that's your ass. As far as this Justice Smollett situation, once again, like I said, if more updates come, I will gladly talk about it. Because that's what I do here. But it's really looking fishy, like I said. And now people, y'all can get all upset. Y'all can feel however you want to feel. But I want, I really want, if he is found, like I said in the uh, previous episode, if Jussie is found guilty of lying, I want everybody, and I really do mean everybody, I want everybody that try to make it seem like the naysayers were wrong. The ones who were naysaying simply because they didn't believe what they heard. Not the naysayers who were naysaying because they're homophobic and racist. As I mentioned in the previous episode, uh... There's a lot of people who didn't want to believe the attack was real because they're all for uh, the attacks of people of the LGBT community and they're just uh, all for the attacks of black uh, people. So don't tell those people. Don't apologize to those motherfuckers. Apologize to me and the logical motherfuckers that was like, hold on, this doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. Because at the end of the day, I was still in the mindset of whatever happened to Jesse, I just want him to get help. And I'm still at that mindset. I still want him to recover from the injury. And it looks like he has recovered. Because the bruising on the face that was on that picture, uh, the recent interview he did, it wasn't really clear. So it looks like he's recovered. So which is good. I want him to keep recovering. But at the same time. It's fucked up. It's re- it's looking really fucked up. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and stay silent because. Oh I don't want the LGBT community to look at me a certain way. Y'all need to look at Jesse a certain way. If this man lied about being a victim of homophobia and racism, both the black community and the LGBT community, and especially the black LGBT community, need to hold this man accountable for lying. Because what it does is give actual red MAGA hat wearing motherfuckers ammunition to say all these situations are lies. And it also gives actual red MAGA hat ugly fat motherfuckers or whatever uh, MAGA whatever weight class they are uh, to go out and attack gay people and and black people and when uh, when somebody does come out and and report an actual hate crime that's going to put the, the you, you will have police departments that see what's going on in Chicago and say, well, nah, there was a lie back then. It was a lie there. So why should I believe you now? This is what you bring on by lying, Jussie. It's sad, but this is what you do by lying. 
But you didn't think about that because all you thought about was your fucking self, which probably got your ass kicked in the first place. You being self-centered and only thinking about yourself and you doing something that disregarded these brothers' feelings. And then they whooped your ass for that. As you should have gotten your ass kicked if you were doing something that was harming them. Or disregarding their feelings. If I go on and keep talking about it, I'm going to end up saying some shit that I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't want me to say this shit now. But again, if it's looking like he's lying, fuck Jussie Smollett. I keep saying Williams, man. Whoever Jussie, I think I'm getting Jesse Williams, but I don't know who the, uh, I don't know. Whoever Jussie Williams is, get out my mind, yo. Get out my mind, all right? I'm going to beat your ass. Get out my mind, all right? You ain't going to be the only Jussie the one you get to beat the fuck up. I'm not from Nigeria, but don't test me, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to hit y'all with another ad. That might be ad number three. Just three ads per episode because that's all as many ads I can put. But I'm going to hit y'all with another ad and... uh. Yeah, we'll get into the last segment. Alright, so welcome back to the Let's Talk Shit and Get People Mad podcast. Welcome back to the most unprofessional podcast in the universe. With your host, Ernest, the trash host. Anyways, anyways, enough of that small talk right there last segment now this one actually prop uh popped up um while i was on my uh smoothie break and i was just scrolling the timeline on twitter as i do when i'm just you know not doing shit and i saw this interesting uh post by sarah silverman um about um billionaires and just just it, it made me quash at uh, quash. Wow. It made me ask the question. <laughs> quash. <laughs> it made me ask the question. Um, are billionaires bad for business? And what I mean by that when I ask the question um, is, are they bad for the economy? Are they bad for like me and you? Our business. Are they bad for just just people in general? Now I know a lot of people are gonna start start uh, questioning my uh, I guess my my patriotism I guess they'll also question um, if I am a communist and I can say fuck off um, because I'm no I'm no communist that's number one I. I'm all for capitalism. I just want fairness. Um, I want people to pay their fair share because it's fair. It's called fair share for a reason. I don't want these billionaires to be bailed out all of some uh, because of some bullshit. Um, and there's a video clip that uh, is hopefully you all get to hear. You know, the last two clips I've played on this podcast uh, were very clear and could be heard, so I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so I, I hope that 
you know, uh, you all can hear this clip, but Sarah Silverman, she's speaking, and I believe this is a show on Hulu, it's a Hulu original called I Love You America, and it, it might be just a show exposing, like, uh, just talking about, you know, the bullshit happening in America, I don't know, I don't got Hulu, uh, but, with, with, you know, without further ado, I'm gonna play the clip, and, because I think it's very educational, and I learned a lot from it, and then I'm gonna answer that question, uh, do I think billionaires are bad for business, and, uh, you can answer that question as well, so, I'm just gonna turn my phone to the direction of my laptop so you can hear because my phone is my uh microphone and hopefully you can still hear me i'm gonna press play Yep, and that was just a promo for the show. By the way, this isn't another ad. Uh, Sarah Silverman, or nor the show I Love You America, is paying me to do this shit. I have yet to see the show. Um, you know, it does look interesting, but I I don't have Hulu. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, well, at least this episode seems interesting. And I agree with Sarah Silverman's point. Hopefully y'all heard it. Uh, but I agree with everything that she said and, you know, billionaires really need to do more in this country if they want to, well, let me just say this because 
I don't want to seem like I'm anti-billionaire. Because I'm not. But I know the type of individual I am. I've said this many times before. Heck, I think I said this last episode. You give me money and and all I want to do with the money is to help myself and help those in need. I don't think that will change if I am a millionaire or a billionaire, right? I don't think that will ever change about me. And I think the one thing that uh, I think the reason why capitalism is so well was seen in such an evil light is because you have individuals um, who are greedy, who are just greedy. Now, Bezos and his wife, like Sarah said, yeah, they can make grand gestures of $2 billion and donate that to places that fixes up parks and preschools and and you know all that fluffy shit but you can also pay your employees more you know part of why I am so reluctant to have team members when I venture on and do projects is because I'd feel obligated to pay people who are blessing me with their not only talent but their time and I want to pay them handsomely I just don't have the funds for it but best believe this unprofessional podcast of mine if I had the funds I wouldn't be doing this by myself I would have a team of people well, I wouldn't be, when I mean by I wouldn't be doing this by myself, I wouldn't be editing, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Now, if, I don't know if I'll ever have a co-host or co-hosts, most more than one. I don't know if that will ever come to this point. That will have to be in discussion. But as, as far as I know for right now, I mean, I'd love to have guests. That's no problem. But as far as, you know, someone else you know, on the Let's Talk About It podcast with me uh, hosting it as well. Um, it would have to be someone that I feel as though shares the same vision for this podcast that I do. Um, and if they don't, then I, because this is my creation, this is my brainchild. I'm not going to want someone else uh, to, you know, bring something. I mean, I wouldn't want them to. I'm not saying they have to agree with everything I say or everything that I want to put forth into this podcast. Uh, they have to. Uh, it's it's not a comply or die type of situation. But if they b- bring something new to the podcast, so I'm like, huh, I wouldn't mind having that on the Let's Talk About It podcast. Then by all means, uh, you know, I'm going to have that person do their thing. I'm not going to stifle that creation. But what I mean is all the behind the scenes stuff, the editing, the the research and all that other shit, shit that I have to do by myself because I'm not current. I don't currently have enough money. 
I don't feel like I have enough money. And let me just say that I don't feel like I have enough money to pay people <laughs> to do that. Now, if people were to come to me and say, hey, just give me $10 a week because you want all this done. I got you. Maybe I could get that for them. Maybe I'd have a team right now because I could get these guys, uh, these people uh, $10 a week for their wonderful services. But like I said, I like to pay handsomely. I like to tip handsomely. Shit, just ask all the fucking restaurant people, even the, well, not the rude customers and shit, but the nice folks. I like to let people know that I am appreciative of their service, whatever their service is. So I don't really have the funds for that right now. I say all that just to say if I was a millionaire or billionaire, if I was Jeff Bezos, I definitely would be paying more my employees more. I know I know people say they Amazon employees get paid fifteen dollars fifteen dollars an hour, people. Now that's more than what I'm getting right now. I'm only getting about 12:30, but my job's on some bullshit at right now that I'm going through. But if Bezos even paid these dudes, these people, let me not stop saying dudes and shit, right? These people. Shit, I don't know. Anywhere between 25 an hour. You know, as I was doing my scrolling on my little smoothie break, uh, and again, if I do start that smoothie business, I do intend on paying even the smallest of baristas a handsome amount. I know I'm gonna need money for that. It's not always gonna start start off peachy, and, and you, you know, what I'm saying like uh, the most amount I probably could pay someone who's starting out. Hopefully, uh, is around a 15 mark. I would hope if I am going to start a smoothie business, 15 an hour, uh, would be, uh, a great, at least the least I could start off paying somebody. Right. And then obviously as the business continues to grow, so does, and my pockets and my bank account, uh, account continues to grow. So does the people who work for me. So, all I'm saying is, are billionaires bad for business? I think they can be better. Uh, I've seen people say there should not be billionaires at all. I don't think it's a fair assessment. I don't think that people who've worked hard like uh, Jeff Bezos, like his wife's involvement in Amazon and other billionaires. Now, I'm not talking these silver spoon motherfuckers who inherited that shit, but just people who've worked hard from the bottom to get their business, whatever it is, to the billion dollar status that it is. Right. I don't think they I don't think it's fair to say to people like that. You don't deserve to be a billionaire. No matter if they're greedy motherfuckers or they're not. 
to say that they didn't deserve it when they've worked for it is kind of a far fetch. But do, uh, since they do have it, I don't think it's far fetched to ask Amazon, to ask any other billionaire to pay their fair share, to stop looking for loopholes to get out of paying taxes. Kind of shit is that? My poor black ass, my dad's poor black ass, my brother's poor black asses, my family's poor black asses, and and your poor black ass, if you have a black ass, we all gotta pay for taxes. And everyone who doesn't have a black ass who is poor. When I mean poor, I mean everyone who isn't a billionaire or a millionaire. We all gotta pay taxes. Why don't y'all motherfuckers gotta pay taxes? Hmm? You can't use the excuse, well, I'm afraid I'm going to pay too much taxes. Let me tell you something. You, If you think that paying your taxes is going to eliminate your billionaire status, no, it's not. It's not. Not at all. I don't think people understand how much money you need to be a billionaire. I know people are going to be like, you just need $1 billion. Yeah, you scratch the surface of being a billionaire, but to be a billionaire to the point to where you ain't got no financial worries in the fucking world. You have you need more than to scratch the surface of a billion dollars. Which means that you're set in life. Which also means that you're more a lot more prepared for basically anything to happen. You're straight. I'm no economist. I'm not the most educated motherfucker. I'm in college, so don't try to say some bullshit like, why is this high school dropout, this GED black dude talking about shit? He'll know what the fuck he's talking about. Watch your mouth before I punch your mouth. All right, that's number one. Number two, um, having morals is why I'm talking the way that I'm talking. You don't need to be an economist to know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to fairness. That's just having morals. And if you're immoral, uh, unethical motherfucker, then you're the one who needs the education in life. I don't care. I don't care about how many years of school you went to to study economics. That's great, brother. That's great, sister. The real world doesn't give a shit about that, though. The world, the real world moves on the actions of individuals. Did you go to college and study that? Did your fucking business uh, economic degree uh, tell you anything about that? It didn't? Then shut your mouth. Because all it did was teach you about numbers. Yeah. <laughs> You majored in the major that told you how to count, basically, and how to do math. Shit that technically we've all been majoring in since kindergarten, my nigga. <laughs> and I don't want to put down anybody who's into econ- uh, economics and 
and all that other stuff. I'm not putting down anybody, but I'm just saying that you got these cyber economists online all the time telling people, well, if he were to do X, Y, and Z, then that would eliminate his billionaire status. Or if this, that, and the third, then blah, 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 then blah, blah, like, is that what you're, you got from your degree? And how come you're not putting your degree to use? How come you're always on Twitter arguing with people instead of putting that degree to use? Because it seems like a waste of, of a degree. Or is there no way you could put that degree to use? Because just like uh, 85% of other college degrees, it's fucking useless now. So you have no use for your degree other than to argue on Twitter and tell people you have a degree or to put it in your bio and hopefully people who are going back and forth with you look on your page, read it and feel intimidated to the point where they don't even respond anymore because they saw that you're an economics uh, major or you got a degree in economics in your fucking bio. Spend all that damn money you went to school for all them damn years just to put it in your bio because you can't put it to work because the same economy that you done studied for four to eight years fucking sucks. And ain't nobody hiring your ass. So you on Twitter arguing with people because you don't want to admit that you wasted four to eight years of your life and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars at this university or this college instead of looking at it from a standpoint of I'm of the 99% I don't know how Sarah Silverman thinks about billionaires well she pretty much told us in that clip like I said I feel the same way but I don't want to go to the extreme of saying we should not have billionaires billionaires should not exist I have seen people say that I don't want to go to that extreme I think that uh, capitalism is a good system to have People is what ruin it. Just like what it's what people ruin everything. It's what people do. We create beautiful things, but we also ruin wonderful things. We create chaos, but we also uh, create uh, the cure for that chaos. Capitalism is just a victim of people ruining a uh, wonderful thing I think the ability to become a billionaire a millionaire or just make as much money as possible is a wonderful thing I also think that it is American greed or just greed in general that is one of the main problems with capitalism because there's no way in hell somebody should have billions and feel like that You know, other people's lives don't matter. 
that they're living on this earth with other people who are very, very, very less fortunate than they are. And they feel like I don't want to have anything to do with those people or there's they don't that not once do they think I should do something to help the lives of these individuals. I'm not saying give away your entire uh life's earning as of when you started your business to where it is now. I'm not saying that at all. Now, if you want to do some crazy, insane shit like that, that's your choice. That's your choice. I can't say, I'm not going to say stop, but I'm not going to say go either. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't see anybody making a decision like that. But if, if if it ever came to that, that's the choice of the individual. But nobody, no billionaire, no millionaire, nobody with money should ever have to feel bad or made to feel bad because they worked for the money that they got. They deserve it. But nobody, such as the working class, should not be... Uh, dealt with issues uh, that rich motherfuckers have caused because rich motherfuckers don't want to pay their fair share because rich motherfuckers are too too selfish to think okay this is an issue but guess what the poor people will take care of this, this issue like Those are the real issues that I have with with billionaires. It's not the fact that they're billionaires and I'm a jealous, poor motherfucker. It's the selfishness and the greed. You can be a billionaire and not be a selfish, greedy motherfucker. and And I have all the love and support and admiration for you. My problem is the selfishness and the greed. So are billionaires bad for business? I'm going to say yeah. But that's only because... You don't have enough one percenters... Who are... Looking after the 99. Who are sharing their fair share. Who care enough about the 99. Y'all let me know what y'all think about that situation. Y'all let me know what y'all think about uh, what Sarah Silverman was saying. And just any other topic that was talked about on this episode of Let's Talk About It Podcast. This is the end. I know it's been a long one. But I enjoyed recording as I do every week. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Appreciate it if you listen to it full and through. If not, still appreciate you for hitting that play button. Hit that share, hit that follow. But until next time, until next episode, stay black if you're black. Stay beautiful, everybody. Black Lives Matter. That's to everybody. And I'm out of here. Peace.